Welcome to Kids Ministry Coffee Break, brought to you by the Sunday School Store, where you as a leader in ministry get five minutes to recharge your soul and be encouraged in your mind and in your spirit. So grab your cup, take a breath, and let's take a moment together for you. Good day, fellow ministry leaders. May this day find you well. This break is called Such a Time as This, and this break's going to be different. Some things have happened these past couple of weeks that have pierced us all. So I wanted to talk about them. You may want to talk about them. You may be so tired of people talking about them, and I, I get that. If you don't know, and I don't know how you couldn't, um, the racially motivated act of hatred in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago was a heartbreaking moment that unfortunately we have seen far too many times in this country and hatred of this sort. It doesn't make sense to us as disciples of Jesus Christ and following in the way of love and grace and truth leaves an enormous chasm between how we understand the world and then what happened. And if that wasn't hard enough, then Rob Elementary was attacked. And this elementary school is, is no more a tragedy than Topps Friendly Market. And both places endured devastating casualties to innocent bystanders. But it feels different when children are the victims of such violence. Some of you have had an entirely different emotional response and reaction to what happened in Buffalo because you've experienced hatred. You've seen the kind of damage that bigotry can cause firsthand, maybe even to you. And many of you, probably all of you, are connected with youth or children's ministry in some way. I mean, that's where this podcast comes from, uh, trying to reach leaders and, and connect with leaders who are a part of these ministries. I mean, you have kids in your life, whether you are a parent, a grandparent, an aunt or an uncle, a sibling, a teacher a volunteer, or maybe you're, maybe you're an adopted family member of just a kid whom you love. And the pain we feel from all of this is overwhelming. And we're asking a lot of whys. Why is this happening? What, why did this person do that? And we're either witnessing or we're participating in the blame game, you know, having conversations to determine who all played a part in creating the situation. Is it the right? Is it the left? Is it this group? Is it that group? And some of you find it best to talk, to vent, to cry, cuss, or even curse others. Some of you are struggling to find any words. I want you to know that all of it, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're saying, it's okay. It's okay to feel what you feel and to do what you feel led to do as we all just kind of try to get used to or, or soak in what's happened. Just when you say and do whatever it is you say and do, please do it with love and grace and compassion for yourself and for others. I mean, if you feel the urge to blame and to yell, your pain is 100% justified and to be respected. But just keep in mind that nobody wanted this to happen. Nobody, not one person sought these kinds of things out to happen, except the two people who actually made it happen. Everyone else, all of us are hurt, no matter what aisle 
you decide to let influence your life. And no matter what side of the aisle you or someone else is on, we're all reeling. I keep reading and I keep rereading Ecclesiastes 3. The first line is, there's a season for everything and a time for every matter under the heavens. And this opening line, if you've not read it, it's followed by a list of opposites that list the basic situations we all face in life, from birth to death to war to peace and everything in between. One thing to remember from this list is that they are a mixed bag of positive to negative statements within negative to positive statements. And whatever you're feeling The whole point is there's a season for that, for such a time as this. Also, there's a season for your friends' feelings, for your family's feelings, for your church's feelings, and your community's feelings. It will take some time for us to catch our breath, collect our thoughts. It will take time to not hurt. As ministers, we are in need right now as individuals, but people are also in need of us now in this moment. We're not needed to have answers. People may want that from us, but that's not really what they need because there there aren't answers. There's no reason. There's no why. As ministers, we are needed to be present with people in the pain and in the confusion they feel. We're needed to create space for them to feel what they feel without judging them or trying to solve this or try to bring resolve or or make sense of it. We just need to do something very simple. Just protect them by letting them feel. Let them talk. Let them be silent. Let them cry. Let them growl. Let them place blame. Let them pray. Let them be what they need to be and just give them a listening ear. That's it. Most of the time, simply listening and creating space for people is about 95% of what they need. And the other 5%, they, they come to that once they've had a chance to feel what they're feeling, to open the wound, to let it be honored. And then the healing can start. Children and youth are also going to need you, just like they always have, You know, giving them time and energy, attention and encouragement and support and love and respect things you've always done, but they're also going to need space to grieve about what has happened. Most kids haven't been told the details about what exactly has happened. Maybe they don't know anything. Maybe they have no idea that there have been shootings, but they do know that all the adults in their life got really different this week, that there were some days where people were just acting different, talking different. Their teachers, their parents, other adults were acting weird. Now, as kids, not knowing why, they may ask, what have I done? Did I do something wrong to make people sad? Kids don't know what they don't know. And the kids in your life and ministry, they will need you to connect with them and ask how they are doing. They will need space to say and feel what they need to, just like everyone else. I'm very conscious that you also need space. As a minister, people are going to need something from you, which means you got to be ready. You've got to do your part for yourself, and hopefully you already have. And if you have, keep that up. If you haven't done things for yourself, then reach out to someone you trust and ask them to listen. Just listen to you process what's going on in the world. 
or do a free write. Grab a pen and a paper and just write and don't stop writing. And just say what you need to say about how you're feeling about all of this. Go do something really fun that's just for you, that has nothing to do with being serious or being responsible. Do something safe, something fun that brings you joy. Prepare yourselves, friends, so that when someone comes to you, approaches you, who needs you to give them space to either collapse or to unload or to cry with, you'll already have given that space to yourself, so now you can be there for others. And also, check in on your colleagues. Make sure they have space. If you can, gather your ministry friends together. Just get together and say, let's grab coffee. Let's go somewhere. Let's just talk. Let's find a spot in the woods um, to just sit and be. Let's go to someone's house. Let's go to a restaurant. doesn't matter. Just gather. God is with us in this time. There is a time for everything under the sun. So as you traverse this time, as a minister, as a person, may the Spirit work in you as you allow your own heart to groan. And may the presence of Jesus Christ carry you through this season of heartbreak. Remember that God loves you all, friends. And God loves all the people involved in this conversation too. And know that I love you and I wish you well.